everyone. Today is March 27th, 2021. This is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelings. My name is Green Ranger. This week was a big week because it gave us Duke Devlin. We don't have him yet exactly, but we do have his event. And three new cards and Orgoth the Relentless, which was expected. So going over those three cards. Um, going over some esports. Updates of visuals, uh, visual effects during duels, card trader update, dual quest, and of course the King of Games report. Another Water XCs deck. So basically, you know, this week in Duel World, two things. Uh, one hit King of Games. I decided to finally get off my ass, if you will, and hit King of Games. That's really not a really competitive scene in ranked at all. The climb isn't what it was. And I, I hit it about in the 80s, like 80-something wins. I'll talk about the deck later, but it's more of a no-nonsense Water XZ's deck. Last time, last month, I got kind of creative. I was running like Hammer Shot and things like that. This one doesn't have anything like that. Um, It just gets the job done. And that's, you know, that's what you do when you try to win. Uh, no... Imprisoning mirrors to counter blue eyes, so this is just straight up a deck. We'll talk about it later. And another big thing that happened this week, I got a special email from Timothy Nathan, who is was one of the former Patreon subscribers to the podcast. I think there were three. Uh, Grand Harrier, another one, another guy. I'm forgetting. I'm sorry, but Timothy Nathan from New Zealand. I'll read the email here. Hi, Green Ranger. Tim from New Zealand here. Your first and only uh, Patreon subscriber to the podcast. Even though I no longer listen to the show or play Duel Links, I just want to congratulate you on four years of the show. I know how much work podcasts are and how much time and effort you put in, so you should feel really proud. I hope you're safe and healthy in the U.S. and wish you all the best with the show going forward. Kind regards, Tim. Thanks so much, Tim. Um, you know, this really made my day. I got like I I saw something in an email for the show and I was like, oh, okay, uh, I don't know what this is. And I check it out, and it's a really thoughtful email from a, a fan, even though it doesn't play or listen anymore. Truly appreciate it. Um, yeah, I don't get this stuff often, so pretty cool stuff. Uh, hope Tim is safe in New Zealand. I think. They have very low COVID, so I think they're good. <laughs> uh, I'm doing good as well. So let's move on to this week in esports. There are some interesting developments this week. Um, some new decks are coming up. That's one thing. But the current decks are getting stronger. Other decks getting weaker, and that would mean Blue Eyes. Dueling's Meta Weekly 169. Dark Stars 7, Dark Stars 7Z, I guess, with Ultimate Dragon, Blue Eyes, White Dragon. So, you can play this deck a few ways. Previously, uh, we saw like Treacherous Trap Hole, Ancient Rules. More often now, we're getting a shift back to the discard traps. This deck runs one Raikeki Break and two Karma Cuts. So, uh, there's that. But this extra deck's pretty cool. There's a copy of Sylvan Princess Sprite, which lets you get into rank 1 XE Summoning, which this deck is full of those level 1 tuners. There's 7 tuners in this deck. So 
really go for that uh, for some extra card advantage and some card uh, graveyard disposal. And this Xyz uh, deck doesn't even run the um, Hieratic Dragon Overlord of Heliopolis. It does have a number 68 Sanifal to Sky Prison, though. So there's that, you know, the interesting Sylvan Princess sprite uh, in this extra deck. Second place, Nine Mung, the tie that binds Fish Xyz. This is a new arrival of the deck. Um, this is one that was predicted from that last box, um, the Antonomic Theory box. They brought these new fish cards, and I was wondering whether they could be their own thing. And when they gave us three fish depth charge, I thought that card will see some play. And that has come forth into this deck. So they run the tie that binds, but you could actually run other skills of it we've seen. And the new additions to this card, well, to point out the obvious, there are no sea serpents. Um, Deep Sea Diva and the Atlanteans are gone. So you got Lantern Shark, Normal Special Summon, uh, Special Summon a 3, 4, or 5 Water Monster from your hand. So then you can do the XC's play there, and you can make it a level 3 or 5 as well, so that's that flexibility. Three copies of Buzzsaw Shark. You can target a Water Monster you control, Special Summon from your deck in defense, a Fish Monster. The same level, but different name. So you got a bunch of targets here uh, with the fishes. Uh, three copies of Silent Angler. One copy of Butuniful Princess, which is very good with the depth charge, as we saw with Golden Flying Fish. This is always like a core card in that deck. Uh, one copy of Double Fin Shark. This lets you target a level 3 or 4 water fish in the graveyard special summon it, and then you could do another XC summon there. Um, two copies of Whitefish Salvage. This helps you... Recycle basically, you target a fish in your graveyard and you add it to your hand once per turn. And of course, the aforementioned fish depth charge great removal because it hits anything, and then you draw a card so you don't you get that card advantage back. Some of the utility cards in this deck three copies of Book the Moon, two Mystical Space Typhoon, one Drowning Mirror Force. Top four Eat My Broccoli Ultimate Dragon's Blue Eyes. Uh, back on the discard traps, three Karma Cuts in this deck. Very similar to the one we saw win this tournament. Up for Lorenzo Roma, Destiny Draw, Star Seraph, Dark Lords. Chaos Dragon Levineer seems to be a staple of this deck. Uh, not much more to say besides that. This does run um, Amdusk among uh, you know, Ixchel, Itetzalpakia, Nastin, and Desire. Alright, let's move on to Potato Cup Trovo Special 1. First place, Levison, Territory of the Sharks, Water Xyz. This is pretty much the regular water deck with a copy of Buzzsaw Shark. So it doesn't go all fish. Uh, Buzzsaw Shark is here. Um, yeah, otherwise you've got the full array of Atlanteans, the Marksmen, the 3 Infantry, and then the Attack Squad. This deck does run a Fissure, which is interesting. And um, I run Hammer Shot sometimes. And two copies of Mystical Space Typhoon. We're starting to see his card season play over Cosmic Cyclone. Second place, Roggle, Ultimate Dragon's Blue Eyes. Three copies of Debunk. Very interesting. I think it's for the Mirror. Probably against other decks too. Um, you know, you don't just put in a tech card to counter the best deck. You do it to hit a few. 
three copies of debunk. You can think about that when you're going against the Kyber Cup. With the Blue Eyes decks around, uh, debunk might be pretty good. Top four, Narsen, Ultimate Dragons, Blue Eyes. This is uh, one Treacherous Trap Hole, two Karma Cuts, otherwise the same deck. Top four, Vodka for free, Destiny, Draw, Lunalite. So Lunalites are hanging around. They're tier three deck, and um, you know they stall a lot. They OTK you, so they're they're good. And Duelings meta freakly fifty one. First place Nazrin. Oh, this is interesting too. This tournament brought forth a new um, noble knights. Top two are noble knights. Uh, first place Nazarin, Fields of the Warriors, Noble Knights, 25-card deck. Parallel Twister has become a part of this deck. And for those uninformed, you send a spell or trap to the graveyard, target one card in the field, destroy it. So it's basically like a two-for-one. Like you're paying two-for-one. That's not good, but um, the field spell is a, is a trap. I mean, it's a spell, so you could do that. And then there's more combos you could do with Dristan. You could do, like, on the equip spell, and then you do Dristan, and then you hit something else, and you hit something else. So it's, like, multiple removals. Um, I think the old form of Noble Knights, before they were good, ran, like, double Cyclone in a similar fashion. So Parallel Twister works well with the um, field spells that are around. And you can also do some combos with the Trap Card 2 to send into the graveyard, and then use it the next turn. Second place, Shoma, Light Barrier, Noble Knights. This is just a 20-card deck with three copies of Parallel Twister. Got Field Spell again with the Light Barrier. Um, not much more to say besides that. Up four, Victor Lee with level duplication. Thunder Dragons, basically same old Thunder Dragons we've seen with Didi Crow in the main deck. Two copies. And then they could also switch out into uh, Artifact Lancia as a tech or Trifortress tops. And top four, Brent, Destiny, Draw, Invoked, Fire King. The new Fire King looks really dangerous, um, especially with the Invoked package. Stall, the Stall OTK is not really an OTK deck. They, they just wear you down with the constant destruction with um, uh, Grunix. They do have some Stall component like the... Um, the Lunalite, though, it's kind of like a stall uh, OTK deck, but they don't really OTK you. They just wear you down constantly with those um, Grunics, like I said. And then they could go aggro with the um, Purgatory if they wanted to. This culminates into the power rankings, and we're seeing Blue Eyes pull away. 21.9 on the, on the power rankings. Water XE's down to 12. So, Water XE's is about to fall into Tier 2. They're pretty much um, on the fringe, Blue Eyes getting stronger and stronger. Tier 2, we see two decks get stronger, two decks get weaker. Star Seraph Dark Lord might join uh, Blue Eyes in Tier 1, 10.7 right now. Fire Kings still have a ways to go at 6.8. Thunder Dragons have fallen quite a bit at 6. Anamat has fallen to 5.3. Those two decks might fall out into Tier 3. Tier 3, we have Lunalites with a minor decrease at 3.6. And Cyber Dragons also at 3.6. So they did this thing with visual effects during duels. We mentioned they changed the interface, the colors, um, fonts recently. 
now there's this whole deal about win streaks. So um, the versus screen has been updated to highlight win streaks. They pretty much give you lightning bolts if you have a win streak going. So your character is shooting lightning bolts. And then there's a um, thing. There's a thing that says you're playing King Games or whatever rank you're in. There's a little backdrop. And there's an additional banner that tells you your current win streak. I'm not sure what they show you at the end uh, after the duel. But I know there are the lightning bolts. There are the thing that tells you the win streak. Uh, I'm not sure what the victory animation is, like I said. Um, I just say you're on to seven. I don't know. But it's, it's more of like a pump-up thing to encourage people to duel. I do like it. Uh, it's better than not knowing, especially when you're trying to rank up. Uh, and you don't know how many games you want or whatever. So that is nice. And it's just a little bit of encouragement. Especially given how little people are dueling nowadays. Um, any bit of encouragement is something we need. So the main event this week is the Roll the Dice Duke Devlin appears event. First of its kind and we get to acquire him. We don't get to acquire him yet. But we have to wait till uh, March 28th. In completing challenge number three. So we'll talk about his cards and skills next week. But we got three cards. Um, and Duke Devlin. We've been waiting a while for him. I'm, I'm sure he was uh, in demand. Just like Tristan was. And Tristan came out like two years ago. So I don't know what the holdup was. But um, I'm glad he's here. Duke Devlin was made popular. Of course by the. Uh, um, the Abridged series. Which Little Kribo runs. And um, just a sex magnet there. He he kind of does that a little bit in the first episode of the show, or maybe I don't know whatever whatever the movie maybe, but uh, he um, he definitely fits the bill for that role. Uh, he he has his regular voice here, so it's not as good. But any case, we get three cards here who that are not that bad. Um, some could be good. That's definitely a change that I wanted. Um, some of these rewards. Are getting better. These three cards are definitely collectively better than a lot of cards I've seen from PVE. The first is his Ace Moxer, Orgoth the Relentless, level 7 Earth Warrior, 2500 attack, 2450 defense. Once per turn during your main phase, you can roll a six sided die three times. This card gains attack and defense equal to the total times 100 until the end of your opponent's turn. Then, if, a two, if two of the results were the same, apply the appropriate effect. If three were the same, apply all the effects. If it's a one or two, this card cannot be destroyed by battle card effects until the end of your opponent's turn. Three or four, draw two cards. Five or six, this can attack directly. This is a really good card um, with the main caveat of having to um, tribute two monsters, and that's the only way you could get it out. Let's let's go let's go back to math class probability. Average dice roll. What's the average? Three point five. The expected value is three point five. You're never gonna get three point five, but if you average everything out, three point five. So that's three hundred fifty attack and defense. Three dice rolls. That's ten fifty. So Orgoth should hit uh, three thousand five hundred fifty. Each turn. Like he'll hit over 3,000 most of the time. Uh, sometimes you get hit with bad RNG and you won't hit over 3,000. So that would be pretty like hard to do. Though. Like 
You need like snake eyes. I think you can get an ability to hit if you get the snake eyes, so that's pretty cool. But now what's the chances of two of the same die two of the three die being the same? It's actually pretty decent. Forty four point four percent. It's less than fifty percent, but it's decent. And these abilities are really good. One or two this card cannot be destroyed by battle or card effects until the end of your opponent's turn. It's going to stay on the board unless it gets banished. Um, three or four, draw two cards. That's just Pot of Greed. That's great. Five or six, this card can attack directly. So if you can get the magic, all three of them, you can kill your opponent one turn with Orgoth hanging directly and getting buffed. So there's a lot going on here. And... Um, it's a really sweet card with the exception that you have to tribute to. Um, there might not be an easy way to get this out. You might have to resort to old school ramp. Boxer works. You could use Boxer to kill two things and tribute it into Orgoth. I don't know. We we know there are a lot of good cards that are two tributes. And um, it's definitely handicapped by having an inability to get special summoned easily. But the upside on this card is crazy. Like... You're going to hit over 3,000. You're going to get these really powerful effects. I mean, in addition to the uh, ramp to get this guy out, you might need like a like a Forbidden Lance or something that will protect this card from back row. And then once you do that, you're pretty you're pretty much set. So Orgoth could be played. Uh, we could see... We'll have to wait to see what Duke Devlin does with his dice roll skills. And... This card could be OP, like, with the right dice roll skills. This card could be OP. Uh, we'll have to see how the rest of it shakes out. Like, what other support cards he gets. Alright. Of his three cards he gives, this one's probably the most practical, most likely to see play. DES Big Core MK2. Fire Machine, level 6, 2400 attack, 1100 defense. If you control no monsters, you can normal summon this card without tributing. When this card is special summoned, place three special three counters on it. Cannot be destroyed or by battle. If this card attacks or is attacked, you can remove a counter from this card at the end of the damage step if you cannot destroy it. All of these um, BES cards have that counter ability. But that's not why this card's important. This card's important because you can normal summon it without tributing. And then you're not compromising anything. A lot of cards, you're compromising the number of stars on it. You're compromising the attack, like it's like half attack or something. This is just a straight up normal summon. Level 6, 2400 attack. So you could do some things with rank 6 XE summoning, but I think um, Thunder Dragons do it better, so there's no point in doing that. This works with cheap graveyard tuners. So you could use Glow Bolt, Plague Spreader Zombie, get into level 6 or 7, single play, easy. So... And this is just a beater to 2400 attack, normal summon. It's kind of like a cyber dragon, but better. Like, um, So yeah, BES Big Core MK2. Um, you're, not, you're not shirking on any stars or attack. Very versatile card. Works with those graveyard synergies. I like this card. Then like the, the, the BES stuff with the counters. This card can't get destroyed by battle in general, so like it might stick around. Last card's a little weird. Um, Ambitious Gopher. Level 6, Dark Fiend, 2400 attack, 100 defense. 
Once per turn, you can target two monsters your opponent controls. Your opponent can reveal one monster in their hand to negate this effect, otherwise destroy those monsters. So situationally, this card's really good. You can Your opponent may have no monsters in their hand. Like half of the deck is monsters. It's so easy to special summon. They could just burn out all their monsters. No one's really playing around Ambitious Gopher unless you're running a hand trap like Sphere Creep or something like that. You know, given how easy it is to special summon, this could definitely be usable. Um, this is better in like a hand discard deck where you're punching cards out of their hand like with White Magical Hat. Or um, there's another card, but I forgot what it was. And then you can make sure two monsters get destroyed um, from the board. Otherwise, this is just regular, you know, one tribute 2400. You have to be pretty good to be a one tribute 2400 to see play. And this is just a little too uh, situational. Like, you're going to destroy two or nothing happens. And that's, that's, that's a big commitment. Like, you're risking a little bit of just leaving the 2400 on the board and not doing anything to follow up. Now, there's huge upside. You can remove those two cards, but I don't know. Um, just the whole thing about being situational makes it not good enough for Duel Links. I don't think I'll see play. Um, there might be some weird deck that runs it in some kind of control deck. We'll see, but um, definitely unlikely given the situational nature of it. Okay, so there's one more new card we got this week. Uh, new to the game, I mean, that's from the Card Trader update, and that's Ferocious Flora. It kind of continues this uh, level 3 plant thing that they're giving us some free copies of, but does it fit the bill, really? I don't know. So this card is from the SR pile to Fire Plant, like the previous uh, level 3 plants we've seen. Oh, those are from ranked updates, actually, ranked duels, but Fire Plant level 3, 1,000 attack, 500 defense. Once per turn during damage calculation in either player's turn, if a plant monster you control battles an opponent's monster, the opponent's monster loses 800 attack until the end phase. So, you know, there's this like little debuff you do, 800 attack, which is decent. Attacking any plant, but you're going to need this card on the board, and it's just like a 1,000. Now, this card exists as a level 3 plant, for rank 3 XC summoning. There were some cards with plants. And they needed these cards. Um, like the uh, Cosmos and Fire Lily. They kind of work together. In this level 3 plant thing. Um, I believe what it was. There were some recent XC's cards. From Antonomic Theory. Which were. Um, they required the plant monsters. So let me check that out. Just to confirm. Uh, my suspicions there. Antonomic theory. Hold on a sec. It's going to be um, Antonomic I may be wrong there. There are some plant cards with the Rikas. The Rika Queen Kanzashi, but that doesn't require plants. Um, number 87 Queen of the Night doesn't require plants. Fairy Knight Ingunar does not. Battlecruiser Dianthus is a, a rank 3 plant, but they're just all flowers. That's all it really is. So it's not really a synergy. It's more of like a flavor synergy. But overall, not really anything um, important in regards to being useful. It's just a level 3 plant fire attribute, if that means anything, 
with a function that doesn't really fit the bill of it being useful for rank Z, rank three uh, XZ summoning or anything in that regard. So this is safely a card you just collect um, something to burn your um, SR stones on because um, there's nothing else to really get. All right, an another card we're getting a second copy of. This one's a little bit of a bigger deal. This is from Dual Quest. It's a Grand Spellbook Tower. First copy we get from Carly Carmine leveling up. Field spell once per turn during your standby phase. If you have a spell caster or monster on your field or in the graveyard, place a spellbook card from your graveyard to the bottom of your deck, except for this one. Then draw a card. When this card is destroyed by your opponent's card and sent to the graveyard, special summon a spellcaster from your hand or deck whose level is less than or equal to the number of spellbooks in your graveyard. So this card's interesting. Um, it was it was a core card for the revived spell a spellbook deck. So really, it's wondering if you need one or two. And um, it's always better to have two of this card because when it was destroyed, um, kind of got lost this uh, card advantage ability, re recycling ability, whatever you want to call it. And it also helps the opening hand consistency of getting this card because spellbooks tend to be a little bit bigger decks. And it, it being an extra spell is great. So this all um, helps spellbooks. Spellbooks aren't really anywhere. A uh, few people hit King of Games with them every so often, but they're not really relevant in the competitive scene as of yet. I don't think two spell cards would make them relevant. It's kind of like, um, kind of like when um, Fortune Lady got a second copy of that card, um, Future Fortune, Fortune Vision, I think that helped it a little bit, but they're still kind of like a tier four deck. So that's really where spellbooks will be. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe it changes, but I don't expect the second field spell to do that much. Alright, let's get to the King of Games report. Um, as mentioned, I hit King of Games about a week ago. It was last Saturday, or Sunday. I think it was Sunday. And, you know, I decided to get off my ass. I, I wasn't playing Duel Links at all, really, um, besides doing, like, PvE stuff. And I thought, you know, let's just get it and get it done. And I did. With uh, Water XC is pretty much the deck I've been playing all along. And if you contrast the deck between what I did last time and this time, it's really just the choices in back row. Everything else was pretty much the same. I feel like I talked about Gishki Chain already. So let's go through some of the cards. Let me see, last month, if I could look up my deck. A lot of uh, people hit it with the deck last year, last month. Yeah, so compare and contrast, the monster core is exactly the same. I had some spicier things going on last month. So last month, um, Book of the Moon, Cosmic Cyclone, Forbidden Lance, Salvage, Hammer Shot, Light Imprisoning Mirror, Treacherous Trap Hole. This month, just Book of the Moon, Forbidden Lance, Night Beam. Venus Chain, and Treacherous Trap Hole. So yeah, really shored up my back row. Let's just go over the monsters again. Um, Ishki Chain is a level 4 Sea Serpent. The Scry ability is definitely underlooked. You could prepare your turns, next few turns, and um, yeah, Ritual of Thing doesn't really matter at all. 
just a level four sea serpent helps into your um rank four XZ summoning. Um extra summon with the heavy infantry. Um yeah, just a very solid card in the deck. Deep Sea Diva is the main card in this deck. Um we see with the fish XZ's deck that it's not even included. All the sea serpents are pretty much dumped, so this is um, exclusively a sea serpent thing for the water XZs. Normal summon another sea serpent from the deck. So Gishki Chain doesn't count. So it's going to be the Marksman, Heavy Infantry, or Attack Squad. Typically you're going to go for the Heavy Infantry unless you got that already. And in that case you'll play Heavy Infantry and then Deep Sea Diva and then go into your um, Special Summoning a Monster from the deck. And usually you'll have Marksman or Infantry in conjunction. And this card, you're going to turn into a level 4, make your rank 4 XC summon. Or, you know, this this gives you synchro options since the tuner. And then you could just slap down the uh, Silent Angler into a rank 6 play. Or even with the Marksman or Attack Squad into a rank 3, I mean a level 3 um, synchro summon. Silent Angler, two copies of this card. This is uh, pretty much the... Um, this is the... Consistent card in both water XZs and fish XZs. Because it's a fish, and then it comes out level 4 as a special summon. So, really, um, just an addition. Comes out as the other piece for the XZ summon. Could be a third piece for the XZ summon if you're playing with a monster that has three pieces. And then it also assists with the Deep Sea Diva. Sometimes when I'm short on monsters, I use it for attacking. Um, there's some monsters here who have no attack at all, Deep Sea Diva and um, Heavy Infantry, I, I mean. So they're pretty much useless in a situation when you have to attack. So the Angler having 800 attack is decent sometimes. Note that you can't special summon from the hand anymore after one special summon, so you can't get too greedy with the Angler. But it being what it is, works with any water monster in the deck, and they're all water monsters, so pretty good card. Now the Atlanteans... Um, Heavy Infantry is the main one. You need three copies of this card. Gets you your free uh, normal summon, so you play Heavy Infantry, and then you can get into your next play with Gishki Chain, Deep Sea Diva, whatever you want. And this, um, the Heavy Infantry primarily functions to destroy a face of card your opponent controls uh, when it's sent to the graveyard, so that's the appeal of the deck to make the XZs use the Detach XZs ability. And get this benefit of Heavy Infantry knocking something off the board. Marksman does the same thing, but with more offensive utility. Marksman destroys a set card, so typically this will be used to counter back row. Or against a defense position monster, which you see against Blue Eyes a ton. And Marksman having 1400 attack and 1900 with the Abyss Dweller. And then being able to hit and then special summon, there's often a combo with the attack squad. So Marksman's a really useful card for having some attack and also being the back row hitter. Now you only need one copy of the attack squad. This is a card that you only want one copy. Even if you had multiples, you don't really want to run two of them because you want to special summon it with the Marksman. That's really the goal of the card. And then it's just a huge beater. Um, 800 attack, so it's going to be 2200 and then 27 with the um, Abyss Dweller. And that's all it's for. Now, in terms of back row, 
I really pared down, you know, it was pretty creative last month. Uh, salvage was a core card, but not anymore. So I thought about hitting back row and making my guys survive. So Night Beam is that card, two copies of Night Beam. Um, I could have ran Cosmic Cyclone, but, you know, I figured let's just give it a try and it worked pretty good. Um, Forbidden Lance, two copies of this card. This will let my guys um, survive getting hit by back row. And it's going to continue being a useful card in decks like this. Any deck that could get disrupted in their XCs or Synchro plays. Very useful card. Book of the Moon is just a very good card too. I only have one, so I run one. Could work like Paleozoic Canadia. Or it could protect your guys from getting hit uh, with something that destroys face-up monsters. So like a Karma Cut or something like that. You can kind of insta-use it from the hand or have it set. For another turn. Now the traps. Uh, Fiendish Chain. One copy of this card. This doesn't interfere with the Treasure's Trap hole. And just general disruption uh, card. Book of the Moon and Fiendish Chain. Have that function of being the disruption cards of the deck. Two copies of Treacherous Trap hole. For consistency. And it's also an extra discard when I need it. Because this, this deck could discard. And it's not really an issue. Now in terms of the extra deck. Deep Sea Diva lets you run some uh, Synchro Monsters, but it is an XC's deck. Uh, one copy of Abyss Dweller, because I only have one. This is the main card uh, you go for. You want to put the Marksman and the Heavy Infantry on it, typically. Um, so you could use their abilities for benefit. Comes out as a 2200 when you spend all the materials. It's just um, 17. And this is the main play you do to lock out their graveyard effects. The uh, next important monster is number 37, Hope Woven Dragon Spider Shark. When you have these two on the board, um, you're pretty much golden. This is the card you typically don't need your um, Ad Atlanteans being the pieces for because the ability is just a buff and you debuff them by 1,000, so you're pretty much being able to hit over anything over uh, 3,600, which covers most of what you need. And. Just a combat trick. And then if you even have an Atlantean attached to it, you get an extra benefit. So these two cards working together work pretty well. You get 3100 with the Abyss Dweller too. You can just kill Blue Eyes on your own. Now the other accessory pieces, um, number 32 Shark Drake, 3 level 4 monsters. This is pretty much when you're just guaranteeing yourself with that OTK. Opponent sets a thing down. You know what it is. You hit into it. Like they have no back row. You hit into it. And then you bring it back and destroy it again. So really it's just a clincher, if you will, for the XC's play. The other two are safer bets, but this is a clincher. Another clincher is the rank 3, number 47, Nightmare Shark. This one, you can detach a water monster. I mean, you can attach a water monster. You detach XC's, and then it can attack directly. Any water monster can attack directly. That hits for 2,000, so that's decent reach. That's half the game right there. But this is a rank 3 play, so you're going to need to have Marksman and Attack Squad. Territory of the Sharks modifies you to level 4, so really it's a limited selection there. But it's a it's a thing you can do uh, when you need that 2,000 points of reach to kill your opponent. So that's, that's why it's there. Um, most decks run extra copies of Abyss Dweller and um, Hope Woven, but only have one of each. Now the Synchro options, Brionic's pretty important. Um, you know, you could toss your extra cards. It's kind of like a reach card too. Like you can 
when you know your opponent's dead, um, you knocked out their things with Night Beam, you have Forbidden Lance, whatever. You can use it to clear your opponent's board and then beat them for the win. Uh, White Aura Dolphin, another level 6 Synchro. You can just win fights with this guy. Um, you're pretty much debuffing them by half, so that's pretty good. You'll be able to kill anything with this card uh, when you need to wipe something off the board. Crystron Amatrix is the last Synchro Monster, level 5, so it's going to be Deep Sea Diva plus Marksman or Infant Attack Squad, and then you go for this level 5 Synchro play. It changes them to Defense, and then you wipe them off the board. So it's similar to the White Aura, except uh, Deep Sea Diva can't do the White Aura. You're going to have to do some kind of trick with Territory of the Sharks to make the level 6 Synchro plays, since the... Um, Atlanteans are all below level 4, so you're going to get into 6 with the Territory of the Sharks somehow. Crystron Amatrix more of a just let's get the Synchro Summon going uh, situation, so that's what you need. Um, yeah, very versatile deck. Um, losing a little bit to Blue Eyes currently, but still definitely good enough for King of Games given how uncompetitive the season is at this certain point and definitely something you can run with confidence into the kaiba cup i'm not sure if the fish deck is going to be better but um you gotta stick with what you have and it's definitely a tried and true deck that works really well so that's the king of games report and maybe next month we will have something different we'll see uh the kaiba cup will determine some of that how well this deck does in the kaiba cup and if you're doing, trying to play something new or play what's good um, for the tournament. So that is it. Upcoming news. So we got new upcoming news for the month of April. We're still a few days away from that reset. Wednesday will reset. April 6th to 18th is the Kaiba Cup. So another, another chance of shenanigans or cheating. We'll see. Early April tour guide mission bingo. They say it's a new SR antidote nurse. It's not a new SR. So we already have this card. So it's not a new card. That's a mistake. Mid-April mission circuit new SR hero ring. Mid-April tag duel tournament. Again, new UR harpy oracle new SR mustering with the dark scorpions. Mid-April new character with the UR gimmick puppet egghead and new SR gimmick puppet magnet doll. Late April, Shark is retired to the gate. No more Shark. Late April, Duelist Road Zexel, the soul of XZ summoning. Probably some new cards there. And late April, the return of Mission Research, which is great. So that is it for the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Special uh, special shout out to Timothy Nathan again. Listen and subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Search the Dual Assessment, check the podcast, and more at the website, dualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at dualassessment at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter, dual underscore assessment, or my own account at greenrangerccg. All right, that's it. Uh, see you next time.